It is so well defined. What we have to do today, we got to go to work. We got to do right offense. Hey everyone, it is time for another NFL in London uh, podcast. It is Wade McWayne here. Callum Squires is joining me here. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. I'm good. Nice to be back. How are you? Uh, it's good. It's good. It's uh, We've taken a bit of a hiatus. Uh, Ryan has, uh, has had to come back to Canada to deal with some family matters. Uh, so uh, we wish him all the love and the best, and uh, he'll be back probably next week. Um, it's, uh, yeah, I've been all right. It's uh, the the, the Super Bowl is done, so uh, yeah. It's a sad time of the year, isn't it? It is it, a sad time. It's, it's that bittersweet. 200 the, days of yeah, nothing. The excitement of the Super Bowl followed by kind of the the Monday after saying no NFL till September is, is sad. I mean, you know, you've got the draft and the and the combine and these things to look forward to and then you get into preseason, but I have been I have been grateful for uh, obviously the, the kind of rebirth, shall we say, of the XFL, yeah. um, which is obviously very, it's different, and yeah. there's things that we will talk about, I'm sure. Sure, we'll get into the um, XFL. But I've been glad, you know, to uh, have some some more football to be watching, but uh, on the whole, I think I'll look back on last season with a pretty positive uh, positive view. I thought it was a good Super Bowl, better than some that we've had in, in recent years, certainly better than, way better than last year. Yeah. Um, God knows that it's better than last year, so. Yeah, no, Exactly. Uh, if you do hear barking, I do have four dogs here, and I will lock them out. Uh, that <laughs> seems to be a problem. We're just going to pause it for one second. One second while I lock out these dogs. Bit of technical difficulties there with some mutts going on, uh, but we've got that all settled up. So, um, Super Bowl Fifty Four. We talk about this. Uh, you know, for me at the start of the season, I had predicted it was going to be the Patriots coming back again, which obviously they didn't have enough weapons uh, and enough health to come back on this one. And the Saints and the Saints, you know, played well, but obviously. Uh, Hoisted by their own petard again. Um, so this was a great... To me, it was a good season. It was exciting to have two new teams in it. It was exciting to have the Chiefs win for after 50 years. The game itself... Now, I had thought at the start of the game, I was predicting that the 49ers were going to win. I thought 49ers had, to me, a, a more equipped team to be able to deal with it. Uh, I thought that they could shut down the run, which they did. But then Patrick Mahomes did what he does in three minutes. Now, there was a few... There was a couple penalties... That one on Kittle, which really changed the momentum of the game. Um, and a few the pass interference calls where you sort of go, what the hell is going on here? Like, this is the Super Bowl. Um, you know, we're going to need robot refs at some point because this is not working out. Um, so, but all in all, it was a great game. Uh, the last three minutes where he came back was absolutely phenomenal. I mean, I think, I think on the whole, yeah, I, I fully agree with you. If you're going to pinpoint one of the turning points, that Kittle penalty is, is huge. Yeah. It's absolutely huge because even if they get a field goal there... That changes everything going into halftime. Um, I think that really, yeah, what you what it came down to is San Francisco may even have had the more well-rounded team all in all, but there is still a place in the NFL for a superstar who's just able to win it for their team. And, you know, that's not to say the Chiefs are a one-man team by any stretch of the imagination. They had some very talented players put in excellent performances, um, and we can touch on them in a bit, but Mahomes is just... He's just exceptional. Just, just, just a different incredible. level. I mean, the, the poise the guy has and the fact that he can run on his, off his back feet, he throws across his body. The fact that he came back from having his knee pretty much torn, you know, for anyone else in any sport, you'd be like, oh my God, your knee was around backwards, dude. And now he comes back and he can run like that. The confidence that he has. His QB vision is actually, and, and the arm strength is just phenomenal for a kid his age. He's, he's flinging passes off, you know, off balance, looking the other way. You know, it's all been said before, but it really is just incredible. And then you think, you know, under those bright, light, bright lights, does he freeze? And 
the first three quarters didn't go the way he wanted them to. No. I don't think he's ne- he was necessarily as bad as some people in the media have made out. There were a couple of slips, you know, the the the, the second interception behind Tyreek Hill. You know, you can argue about the location of the throw, but you can also argue that there's other games where Tyreek Hill snags out with one hand. And so yeah. it's, I, I thought there was unnecessary and a little bit harsh criticism of his first three quarters. But when you can win the Super Bowl in one quarter playing like that, maybe you only need one quarter. Yeah. It's just absolutely insane. And I felt sorry for the 49ers defense and I felt sorry for uh, Mostert, who I think was one of the stories of the season. Yeah. And when you look into like his career trajectory and you know you saw Damian Williams talking about they were together in Miami for a very short time, um, I really hope Mostert has a future in the league and I think he does with what he's shown over the last few months. Um, but I... I was I was cheering for the Chiefs. I love yeah. I love the franchise. I've got some friends from Kansas City who were very very happy about the outcome, and you know I think Kelsey's such a vibrant personality, um, and you know I was happy to see Damian Williams as a as a suffering Dolphins fan. I was happy to see Damian Williams back in Miami and and winning a championship for his team because you know I think he deserved a little bit better than the way he uh, he left Miami. Yeah, I mean it was a feel good game. It was feel good to me just heading up in it to have the excitement of these two teams. You know, when you have a team like the 49ers who who didn't play well last season, who come back from this, the Chiefs who have choked, you know, more times in the playoffs and, you know, they pretty much invent the word choking in the playoffs. Um, it, and just to be able to have this game in the hype and when you had the Super Bowl from last year, which was the most boring Super Bowl I'd ever watched. Oh, yeah. uh, and I was just like, I think a lot of people got really drunk. Whereas this year, I was like, you know what? I kind of want to stay up. People stayed thing. tuned into the game. Don't yeah. get me wrong, there was drinking, but people stayed oh, yeah. tuned into the game. And I think that... Yeah, I mean, honestly, like we said already, just having, honestly, it's having not the Patriots. Yeah. It's not, I'm not, you know, I'm not a Patriots fan. I don't, you know, particularly have love for them, but you have to respect what they do. Yeah. But just to have something fresh and different, it gets repetitive after a while. And as much as it's impressive, the dynasty that the Patriots have, that doesn't mean I have to like it. Yeah. And certainly having a different team in the AFC, the NFC could have been whatever, really. But having a non-Patriots AFC champion was such a refreshing kind of feel. And honestly, having them not in the AFC championship game was unheard of. And, you know, credit to the Titans and we can get to them. Um, But just on the whole, it, it felt fresh. It did feel... You know, a little bit with the success that Lamar Jackson had this year and Mahomes, obviously, that you might see those two as the, you know, the top yeah. two dueling quarterbacks in the AFC for a long time. And don't get me wrong, there's some other talent elsewhere. But I did feel a little bit, a little bit robbed of the Chiefs-Ravens AFC Championship game. I thought we were heading that way. And yeah, I but like to have seen I mean, let's let fair play to the Titans for being disruptors, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, and, and you, you when you look at that game that Tennessee really came out, they focused, you know, they were focused on stopping Lamar Jackson and everyone pretty much assumed that it was a straight hop, skip and a jump for Lamar and the Ravens to just jump right into the, into the Super Bowl. Then to have that game, we were like, oh, I mean, we watched it at Longacre with a bunch of Baltimore fans and just the silence, you know, just like, because they couldn't believe it. Couldn't do anything. Lamar couldn't do anything. And this is a kid that, you know, can get throw the ball down the field. He can run. He jukes. He breaks ankles when the guy's running. Um, and I think <clears throat> that was part of the excitement of the AFC, of getting it to that point where you're like, oh, my God. You know, the the Saints going up to me was sort of like one of those, oh, no, kind of the refing again. Like, yeah. you don't want to have those things because... <clears throat> You know, the Saints fans can be salty as it is, yeah. but to have that sort of come back every season, you're like, oh, crap, there's another one. That Saints-Vikings game was weird, mm. inherently. I'm a huge Dalvin Cook fan. I think he's fantastic. Won probably 
one of the more underrated elite running backs in the league. I don't think he gets enough credit yeah. um, for what he can do. Um, I've not got a lot of love for Kirk Cousins. No. Um, but the one-two punch of wide receiver they have of Diggs and Thielen deserves some success because those are two talented guys. And their defense speaks for itself. Not many teams go into New Orleans and are able to pull out a win, let alone relatively contain yeah. what is an explosive Saints offense. So, yeah, I was sad for the Saints. I, I, I do think that Breeze is deserving of another shot at a championship. Yeah. Um, and that whole organization is, is a pretty good one. Yeah. Um, but, you know, again, kind of what you were saying about the Titans, credit to the Vikings. They, they did what they had to. Um, it didn't work out for them, them the next weekend at no. all. Um, but, you know, we've seen that happen on a number of occasions where you pull out the big upset and then you just can't quite follow you can't it. Out, mo- you, you know? can't go with the momentum going because you, you basically exposed all your cards. You yeah. show everyone, here's what we're going to do. Well, they've got a week to prepare for you. And, yeah, uh, and they, they're all ready for it. And we'll get into the, uh, the digs. You mentioned him, but there's some big news that just happened with him today as well. Uh, so, I mean, all in all, it was a good season. Uh, so we'll, we'll get in sort of, we'll talk basically a little bit, I guess, about the XFL. I haven't really watched it. You know, yeah. I know it's been on, but I have, because I've spent all the NFL time away from my daughter. Of course. <laughs> past few Sundays have been, uh, and Saturdays have Family. been. Yeah, and she's not really, I'm like, hey, do you want to watch an experimental new football league? And, <laughs> daddy, no football! Um, so I get to watch her make TikTok videos, uh, which is fun. Um, but uh, I think you could have an NFL in London TikTok account. You'd be great. I, you know what? I probably could, but you I thought it was only great. for sixteen-year-olds. <laughs> I, I I just embarrass her. I'm like, hey, girls, do you want me to make a TikTok with you? And they're like, Daddy, go away, Daddy. Uh, so luckily, it's after him now. So, but you know, I will watch more of it this weekend. I, I, from what I've seen, I, I like it. I like the ratings are up. I like the fact that we've got football. I like the fact that there's football in the South. You know, in this time of year, it's been more of a success than I think most people were expecting mm-hmm. um, I think that they've done a they've done a, they've made a risky move but I think an intelligent move of attempting to embrace gambling yeah now obviously inherently gambling comes with its problems in society and it can be a very I bet toxic, it doesn't yeah there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it can be very bad for some people um, and you know you have to respect the dangers of it but when the NFL has been so resistant to kind of involving any of that, I think it's a very intelligent move to take that risk and try it. Yeah. Basically, on the scorebug on the screen, they have the over-under written on the scorebug. So yeah. it'll say, you know, LA against Dallas, the over-under is 45. And a, and a key example of this was the LA-Dallas la- game last week, where the over-under was 45 and a half. And I think at the end of the third quarter, the score was 6-3. Yeah. And you're looking at it like wow, this is, if you bet the over, you have no chance. Yeah. Fast forward to two minutes to go and we're at 42 points yeah. and it's still alive. Yeah. And it didn't win, the, the under one. Sure. But with the way they've changed some of the scoring, yeah. eliminating the extra point, I saw a touchdown followed by a three-point conversion, yeah. which is quite a revolutionary option. It extends games, it keeps bets alive, it keeps people interested because... Rather than you know we're gonna kneel down with a with a three point lead, yeah, um, you know we can swing nine points very quickly. Yeah, no, if we get the right place. There's some fast moves and some fast things happening. I mean, you mentioned betting. Obviously, I talked to someone about betting. He's like, "Are you gonna make any handicapper bets on?" I'm like, "You bet on something you don't even know. That, yeah. You know, like I don't even know these guys. I don't know how they play. I don't know, you know, what what a what a battle hawk is." I, yeah, I mean, I read I read quite a few previews before the season, um, and I you know I'm aware. 
like the DC defenders with Cardale Jones, who was, you know, a talented quarterback yeah. at Ohio State. Names like that stand out, but then there's other teams. I can't remember the team he's on, but like Matt McGloin is a quarterback yeah. for another team, and I'm like, I don't really trust him at all. But, you know, the defenders the defenders have had a good start. Um, they're 2-0 now. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, th- I think that it's a, it's a teething stage, you know. Nothing's yeah, going to sure. be perfect, but the attendances are decent. The key test for them, as I've said all along, is when we get into March... When it's March Madness, when the MLB's back, when it's NHL playoffs, playoffs yeah. you know, when it's NBA kind of end of the season towards playoffs, can they sustain it? And until you have people going out of their way saying, no, I'm going to watch the NFL, the XFL, excuse yeah. me, going to watch the XFL rather than I'll watch the XFL because it's on, you won't really know. Um, but I don't see this being an AAF. No. I think it's going to be, I think it will go, you know, I think it will continue. I can see with what we've had so far. I think it will get a second season, and if yeah. that's a success, we progress and progress. And I do, I do genuinely think there is, um, you know, a, a future for it um, as an alternative to the NFL. I think there's a great chance that the NFL will resist initially, and then see some of the rule changes and be like, "Oh, that's really good." Yeah, like the kick. I think they're the already change. I think they're already starting really, to do that as well, especially really with good. concussions and things yeah. like that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's interesting anytime you're going to start a league like that. And the AAF, you know, they, they had some changes. They were very good in the technical department of what they did. They were very good in, in data management, uh, but ultimately, obviously, couldn't do it. You, you've got Vince McMahon, uh, who is Trump's buddy, uh, who has experience in running, you know, sports in, in WWE entertainment. Yeah. They've been running live events for 30 I've, years. I've so. been a WWE fan for a lot of my life, and what they do is unlike most any other business in the world there are other wrestling companies out there but the wwe kind of empire that they've built is incredibly impressive whatever you think of of mcmahon or any of the family what they're able to do on a global scale uh you know you can question the ethics of them running shows in saudi arabia but they're pulling interest globally and there's almost nothing i get you could argue you know soccer yeah there's almost nothing like that that pulls globally to those numbers, and and it's and it's an, it's a testament to themselves. He's a smart businessman, and if anyone's going to make a success out of this kind of offshoot league, it's probably Vince McMahon. Yeah, and you know I'm I'm glad to see them giving it another try after it failed so miserably in the early two thousands. Yeah, um, and I just think there's there's a lot of interest in in seeing where it goes. Um, I haven't myself sat down and watched every single game. Yeah, but I've watched games <laughs> and bits and pieces, and you know. It's going to take time. Eight teams is obviously... Yeah. Eight teams? Ten teams? Eight teams. teams, Yeah. Yeah, it's a very small... It's a very small uh, starting point. Um, But, you know, it's giving people, you know, a second chance. Those guys who finish college and don't get drafted, they have a second chance. Those guys who have been bounced off NFL rosters have a second chance. And, you know, you you might see a situation where people decide, you know, it's more worth me playing in the XFL than being on a practice roster, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I think for the NFL, just like the AF last year, the NFL and the uh, the teams look at a lot of these players and they're going to watch every week. Coaches have got this time off and go, well, this guy's got pretty good. And and you can find some value in these guys. As you said, you're not having to go and, you know, try to find players or or have these training camps. Interestingly enough, too, I think week two, they said that the ratings are actually bigger than the NBA in some areas. I mean, that's that's incredible. So when you start looking at that, and and as the NBA gets in towards April, you know, the Sundays become a more important fixture for the NBA because NBA Sundays now is is a day that they own. Now that the NFL is gone, they put their key matchups on it. Uh, So you're going to have the Lakers and, you know, Philadelphia playing on a on a, Mm. a Sunday. Um, and, and exciting games. Oh, for sure. Um, the, you know, it's going to be interesting to see, I mean, how how this first season goes, because you say there is it's a big sports year this year, and 
Americans may not care about the Euros or the Olympics, but those are going to dominate so much of the sports this year. It's huge. And it's going to be a very big, big year in sports for us. So there's, there's so much going on in 2020. So much. And I think the XFL is kind of an interesting wrinkle to that story. Yeah. Um, they're kind of... We might look back on it and be like, that's where that started. You know, that 2020, <laughs> yeah. 2020 was a crazy year. They shoehorned it in the right time, as I say, with all this sports coming on. And the fact that they've got it going now and, and it's brought some interest. And I will try to watch some of it this yeah. weekend. You know, it's, it does. And they've got the, the TV rights now. BT is showing yeah. some of the games. Yeah. In Canada, TSN is showing it. You know, the American big networks are showing it. So you've got exposure. Obviously, the networks believe in it. Oliver Luck, who's Andrew Luck's dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, you he's, know, a, good he's, he's a good businessman. He knows exactly what he's doing. So, you know, congrats to them. Uh, I'd love to see more of it. Um, in terms of betting and all that other kind of stuff, I don't know yet. But it, it, I'll see. That'll take time. That'll it's going to take time to see what happens. I think the best thing they've done, just as a last point, the best thing they've done is they were very clever with where they put the teams. Yeah. And like you touched on in the South, you know, having the two Texas teams will help. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they've picked sports towns like Seattle, like New York, where people, and LA, obviously, where people will get behind the teams. And, you know... As a start, I think they've been intelligent, and I think secretly they might not admit it publicly, but in the XFL head offices right now, they're probably high fiving and going. Oh, I'm sure well. they are. Yeah, they We've have. Really, you know, they, really you didn't well you didn't crap the bed. You know, you look at happened with the AAF last yeah. year, and when they folded, and you know, having to borrow that money, yeah. and then by the end of it, they weren't paying people. So you've got you know people stealing TVs and coaches taking stuff because they weren't getting paid. Yeah. So it's a bit shambolic. Speaking of shambolic, uh, is this a sham? Uh, is this real? Is Tom Brady really going to leave the Patriots? Um, the free agency, uh, he's the 43-year-old, is ready for free agency. Um, and you know what? He did, you know, over the years, you know, he's, he's been great for Boston, for the Patriots. He is, you know, taking away part of his salary to help the team. You know, the team didn't do that for him. He did it for them. Um, so you sort of go, okay, now it's time for Tommy to get paid. Now, does he need the money? He's going to make money off endorsements. He does well anyway. Um, but still, you sort of go, you know, he should, he should be deserving of something. Is he actually going to leave, though? I mean, I personally, I think it's just a dick tease. Yeah. I don't think he's ever going to leave. And I think well, he's not that kind of guy. I mean, Wade and I, for, for the listeners, Wade and I had this discussion a couple of days ago before we, before we sat down to record. And I would love to see him leave. Sure. I think it would be the most interesting thing, not just for the league, but for the fans, for the team of the Patriots, the organization of the Patriots, and wherever he goes, um, I would love to see it happen. That said, as we both kind of agreed, I don't think so. Yeah. But, it, my, honestly, in my dream situation, he just goes to the Cowboys. Yeah. It's just like, it, it kind of makes sense, and it would be just so Just so random. the hatred gets yeah. all into one spot. You know? You're like, I know, I hate the Cowboys <laughs> even more. It would just be, it would, it would be ironically perfect yeah. if that makes sense and you know Jerry would love it I know they've been you know all in on Dak but at Brady's time of his career if Brady goes to the Cowboys he can you know this is slanderous to say but do a Tanner Hill and lean on the run game yeah. and hand the ball off to Zeke and then when you need Brady to make throws he will and certainly Dallas are going to pay him um, you know I, I, if I'm him I'm tempted I'm tempted to sure. look elsewhere I think that there is inevitably positives and negatives of the Brady Belichick legacy being tied so closely together yeah. because people will always debate was it Bill yeah chicken or the egg was it Tom exactly. exactly and I would like to find out sure. I don't know that we would get an answer but I would love to be able to say well you know when Brady left 
the Patriots weren't the same yeah. and Brady was successful in Dallas or vice versa Brady couldn't do it without Belichick Belichick really is that good because he brought yeah. whoever they sign maybe they use Stidham or whoever maybe they still have success without Brady I would love to see that play out um, I think there's plenty of teams in the NFL I mean you'd be dumb if you weren't trying to sign sure. Tom Brady Um but you know, obviously, he is getting on. There's yeah, no forty three. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, the cliff, the cliff theory. It's been going for you know eight years at this point, really. Um, you know, is he going to hit that wall and not be successful anymore? Um, I think he's proven he can still do it. Yeah. But again, at that age, do you take a risk on a big contract when one accidental bad hit might might honestly make that a huge waste of money? It could be. And I mean, there's the, we talked about the classy issue that I think Brady is kind of a classy guy. Um, you know, that, that there's been talk that, you know, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon have been asking what's happening. We yeah. just sent them the shrug emoji. I don't know. <laughs> but you would think that, you know, he's going to play it and sort of play this field. But at the end of the day, because he's given up so many concessions throughout his career and because the fans would throw a high holy conniption yeah. in Boston. Well... Do you not I, think that they'd still respect? No, him? I don't think. No. I think. I think. You know, I've talked to some friends from Boston, and it, if I think the feeling, general feeling, is if they let Brady go, yeah, it's over, and then that it's a decline. And you imagine if you go and have a losing season after that, where you just get actually obliterated. Yeah, and I mean, interestingly I, enough, too, they did say. I don't know if you you heard about this as well, where they did uh, Madden did a uh, they put yes. Tom Brady in on all thirty two teams to see what happened. Uh, his best record was when they put him with Chicago Bears, where he went thirteen three. Still never made the... Uh, I think he made the Super Bowl We're once. Oh, sorry, I don't know what happened there. Sorry about that, technical difficulties. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it's interesting when you look at him, Brady, and the potential of him being on other teams. Um, and, you know, you start entertaining some of the big ones you talk about. You talk about the Colts. You know, what? obviously they would do anything to put, you know, the team around him. He'd be a good fit. And obviously the team was destroyed by losing luck last year. Uh, you talk about other teams, but then you he's not going to go to a team that they have to build up again, you know? He's only going to move for a championship contender. Yeah. There's no... This time in his career, What with no disrespect, what interest does he have in training rookies how to be better wide receivers? He's got yeah. no reason Why to would around. you want to go to the Bucks? No. You know, it's great to have some wide receiver options, but at the end of it, you're sort of going to go, well, what, what kind of value am I going to get out of this, this situation with these guys? I mean, you know? I, I, I... Yeah, I just don't see a realistic way that he leaves unless someone throws an incredible amount of money and an incredible team at him. Yeah. Which could happen, but then they're probably going to have to move on whichever quarterback they have right now. I mean, you mentioned the Bucks. I know Winston had LASIK surgery, so yeah. he might be able to see linebackers now. We'll see about that. But, but yeah, well, um, I, I don't no see, now. Yeah, I don't see the Bucks. I don't see the Bucks as an option. Um, I think just in terms of money... They don't seem enamored with Dak. I yeah. think the Cowboys, in a weird way, makes sense. But also, I just don't really believe that he would leave. However, circling back to Boston, has the man not done enough for you? Yeah. I know I know it might be over if he leaves, but for Boston fans to be angry at Brady for leaving, like you should be building... You should have four statues already. Oh, God, yeah, you should. I just... I can't for one second... Sports fans are fickle in every single sport. You know, God yeah. knows football, soccer fans in this country are just miserable most of the times, and I count myself as one of them. But... The fickle nature of saying, for most people, the greatest quarterback of all time, who's won more Super Bowl trophies than I can fit, you know, you can fit yeah. in one hand, and you're going to be angry at him because he wants to go and make some money for the last few years of his career. I just think that's crazy. No, it's a bit classless, but you, you sort of do think of it when you start, you know, I started talking to some people about it that they they said that okay, well maybe now's the time that the Patriots give him one last thing where they spent that extra money yeah. and they get him AJ Green. 
And they get him, Hunter Henry. Well, wasn't wasn't Antonio Brown supposed to be that before? Well, crazy, you know that but... was you know that's a, that's something that all organizations have to look at. I mean, AB's now apologized to everyone, yeah. but that's too late, you know. No, it's absolutely. Like... But but if you ignore Antonio Brown, the drama. Yeah. If Antonio Brown signs for the Patriots like he did in Week Four yeah. last season, and had stayed sane and gone through the season as Tom Brady's number one target. Do you not think the Patriots would have been in the Super Bowl? I think they would have had a better chance, definitely. I mean, if I, if I, his mentally was in it, but he was just in the blame game. And I think this ego where he was just spiraling out of control. Yeah. Whereas AJ Green, who I've met several times, yeah. is one of the humblest, nicest yeah. guys you ever meet. Like He's one of those wallflowers. Yeah. AJ Green, he does the same yeah. thing. He's just like yeah. a really sweet guy. Um, and you've got to think that after what he's put out for the Bengals yeah. for so long. You sort of go, I want to get paid. You know, why do I want to be the best guy in a team that never makes it anywhere? But does he not want to wait around and play with Joe Burrow? Yeah, would you want to play with a rookie? Ooh, maybe that rookie. Mm. I, I, I understand the point. You know, he still wants to be successful and I don't see the Bengals making much noise next year. But Joe Burrow... I, th- I mean, I think what he did in college football this season was truly special. Yeah, it was good, but Tua was out too. You know, so, you know, Tua's out with injury. Burrow wins it. That's fine. I, I would I would still take Tua over... Sorry, Joe over Tua. I'm frustrated as a Dolphins fan that we refuse to just tank appropriately and could get Burrow Burrow ourselves. I would yeah. be happy getting Tua if he falls to us at five. But I, I think the Bengals would be absolutely insane not to take Burrow, though this is the Bengals, yeah. so that could well happen. But if you're AJ Green, I could see you... I, I could obviously see the allure of the Patriots and Brady, but I could also see you saying, you know, loyalty in sport is valued and maybe I can... Stick around here and help help Joe for a couple of years, and maybe we can make a championship run late late in my career. Yeah, I mean, with the injuries, I think that it's now when they use you to such a level, you sort of go, no, I want to get paid. Yeah, I, I want to win. I want to get paid. Fair and you know, it's it's tiring being the best guy on the team for so long with no and still and no winning, and, and you, it's just you know ginger ninja tossing to you. And then of course with all the crap they had last year, you sort of go, oh. So I don't know. I mean, the, the one thing it does say about with Brady and everything is it's really messing up free agency now because nobody knows what's going to happen because he's at the top. What are you going to do? Where are you going to go? You've got all these other guys. What's going to happen? You're waiting, Tom Brady? you're waiting for one domino to fall and then I think things will really start moving. Obviously, the Rivers news was one of those blocks that needed to that needed to fall, though I don't really see Brady going to... Going to I say San Diego. Yeah. To LA. LA, no. I... I I would be surprised if Brady said, I want to play for the Chargers. I don't think, I think, you know, with leaving San Diego and, and the fan base and, um, you know, you could just see from the home games last year, they did have a chance and they just, it seemed like everyone was quitting on them, the fans, the players, everybody. Um, and with the whole way that, you know, Rivers now being gone, um, you know, you, that's another one. Who, where does Philip Rivers go? Because, you know, he's gone with the Chargers. Does he retire? Doubtful. Yeah. Uh, who's he going to play for? You know, him with Tampa could be interesting because, you know, he, they got some good wide receivers there. He likes to throw. He likes to throw, and you've got some hell of a wide receivers that can do. Um, then you look and start looking at Carolina. You know, Cam with Greg Olson now off to Seattle Seahawks for $7 million. You know, that, that team's starting to fall apart, and you're to go, what is, what is going to happen with Cam? Is he really... Well, yeah, we don't even know that Cam's coming back necessarily. Yeah. I mean, uh, the, the two people that I, you know, feel sorry in all these kind of situations for for very different reasons, but I feel very sorry for Christian McCaffrey, yeah. who is a generational talent, for my money, the best running back in the league, and it's kind of in a state of flux, like, yeah. what is going on with him, um, especially if Cam isn't back, and now Olsen, you know, fair enough to Olsen, the Seahawks is a great destination for Sure, him. no, and perfect I think that 
that really helps the Seahawks become a legitimate contender next year if Chris Carson's able to heal fully and be back, which he should be. Yeah. But if Chris Carson can run the ball like he was and stop fumbling yeah. like he kind of had done, with Russell Wilson there, DK Metcalf was a great story this year, Tyler yeah. Lockett, a hell of a receiver as well, and then you throw in Greg Olson, and you know, you're kind of looking like the Seahawks of old yeah. with a run game. You know, Jimmy Graham, you know, gone obviously, but you know, you replace yeah. that with with Olsen as a potential. I mean, I think that I think the Seahawks will make some noise next year. They can, um, as you say, they got up the running game. They got, yeah. you know, because there's it's one thing bringing back Marshawn because you got to a point of depletion yeah. where you had to go back yeah. to old school. Yeah. And you're going to need, they, you know, everyone was dealing with injuries, but the running game, I think, well, a lot of people would be focused on quarterbacks. Seahawks would be run, run, let's grab some running guys. You know, you look at someone like a Derrick Henry who wasn't, you know, Stellar. No one thought at the start of last year that he was going to dominate like he did. Um, so it's going to be looking, and I think you're going to be starting looking at other running backs and other options. Well, other running backs and other options was one of the things I wanted to mention. At the Chargers, I think Austin Eckler proved this year that oh, yeah. he's absolutely ready mm-hmm. to be a number one option at running back for many teams in the league. Yeah. And I was sad that his season was so hampered when Melvin Gordon came back because Melvin didn't look like himself. No. I think, you know, I think what we've seen a lot of the time with players who hold out and don't report is that they don't recover that season. Like, no. it doesn't take them. And you could argue that, you know, Le'Veon Bell for the Jets didn't recover all year, you know, and that's after a year sitting out. So, yeah. who knows what, what Le'Veon's going to look like next year. And, you know, you think about how incredible he was at the Steelers. Oh, yeah. You feel, you feel confused as to where he is now and what he's doing. But for Eckler, I, I, I mean... I would take him in a heartbeat running the ball for the Dolphins. And I uh, yeah, Bears. The, the Bears, I'd love to have him as well. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of. I think there's a lot of great talent out there. I think they're also be getting back to other talent. You know, Eckler, someone to look at. Um, Taysom Hill now that Drew Brees yeah. is back. Drew Brees is great. Come back. You know, another year. But sort of you go. Oh, Taysom Hill is really good. You know, and like so you sort of think. Well, how many teams would love to have Taysom Hill? Like I as the Bears. Oh my God. You know. To keep him as our backup, and then <laughs> and then Trubisky's gone. I think I think in my head initially when I heard the news, I was really happy for for Breeze. I would love to see, as I mentioned earlier, Breeze get another shot at championship. I think he deserves that. Um, the Saints are an organization that I think have been very unlucky mm-hmm. in the last two years. I think that's probably the best political way to say that. Sure, um, they've been unlucky not to have more success than they've had. I'm not. On, on the face of it, I'm not entirely convinced that Taysom Hill is a franchise quarterback in the NFL. But then you look at some of the people who are starting quarterbacks in the NFL and you think, Taysom can't be worse than that, no. surely? And your Bears suggestion, obviously, you have a very you know, in-depth... Bias. Well, <laughs> yeah, and I was going to say an in-depth understanding of Chicago and what their needs are. Um, I think that would be very interesting. I mean... He's, he's, he is, you know, it's, sound, it's so played out to say it, but he is the jack of all trades. He is yeah. the Swiss Army knife. He can do so many things. You know, he is not Tom Brady throwing, mm. but he is more than adequate. He's also a target to receive, yeah. and he can run. I mean, he's, you know, very impressive. And I think, honestly, I think people would be talking about him more as, like, someone has to sign him. Yeah. If you didn't have... You know, the Lamar Jacksons, who are the elite, elite yeah. level of doing all these things. But Taysom is absolutely able to be a success in the NFL somewhere. And you you kind of think, unless he really, really wants to stay in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And that might be the case. He it might say, be. I love the situation. I'm happy doing my bits and supporting Drew Brees. Yeah. 
And, you know, maybe if this Drew Brees thing is, you know, one more year, maybe Taysom is ready to take over. But then you have the argument, which I saw a lot of people made, that if Taysom was ready, why was Teddy Bridgewater the backup when when Drew Brees went out? And so yeah. there's some questions to be answered, but I... I, I would think that we'll see Taysom somewhere else. Yeah. Unless Taysom is determined. Unless he really to wants to stay. Else. I mean, I can see Teddy gone, though. Yes, yes, I could see that. So I that mean, could be an option. It's like get rid of Teddy because a lot of people would be rather, you know, he was a starting quarterback. He, well, did. Sh- he had success last year. Yeah. You saw him be successful, and there were people saying, you know, when, when, when Breeze went out, Bridgewater had to keep them afloat. And I yeah. think he did more than that. You know, oh, yeah. He kept them in the He hunt. kept them in the game. All they just them. don't lose, yeah. and, he, and he kept winning. Yeah, and so I think, I think there are teams <laughs> out there who would who would take Teddy as, as a starting quarterback for them as well. Yeah, we'll, we'll wind this down. i got a few other things we can sort of talk about. Uh, Stefan Diggs uh, deleted all references to the Vikings on his social media account. People freaked out on this. He was quite vocal uh, about his disdain uh, for the Vikings last year. Uh, so we, you have to wonder, is this the move that Stefan Diggs has gone? Is this just what happens playing with Kirk Cousins for too long? It's possible. Could um, be. I... I like Diggs. I like Diggs as a talent. I think he's very, very talented. I I am hesitant to jump too quickly on, you know, what someone does on social media in terms of following, unfollowing, this, that, and the other. You see it a lot of time. Yeah, of course. It's very All cool. elements of sport. Yeah. Oh, they followed this franchise, therefore they must be going there. Let's, yeah, let's they like this post, yeah. so yeah. Let's relax on that a little bit. But it is interesting, and all I can say is with Diggs himself and with his... I guess personality started being very passionate and expressive. Maybe it does mean something. Could. Um, and you could see him in moving on elsewhere. You know, Thielen is more than capable of being a number one receiver, but with only one of those, you know, the Vikings obviously take a significant hit in what is already a tough division. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. I think any team would be happy to have Diggs. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I think, you know, Minnesota played almost above their heads this year. Uh, and, you know, I think Green Bay, obviously was quite shown up when they actually played against the big team. Um, you working your eyes like well, that. That was it. That was, I, an, that was one of the worst. They got destroyed. They yeah. absolutely got destroyed. Though, I certainly wouldn't be standing here and saying that I think the Packers are frauds. Well, I just don't I, think there is good. I think they got through on some wins, uh, some easy wins and easy schedule. Uh, and yeah, I can see that. I can see that. I mean, I'm I'm going to defend Aaron Jones because I'm a huge Aaron Jones fan. I no, he played fantastic. he played very well. I I know, as we've mentioned, uh, your Bears allegiances are not to be nice to the Packers. Of course um, not. And I don't think for Fuckers. one second. <laughs> I said that with I a PH. I didn't swear. I don't think for one second that the Packers were you know really a Super Bowl you know worthy team this no. year. No. Um, and the 49ers certainly didn't think so either. Um, but. You know, I think I think the Packers have still got some things around them. I, th- I I think I think similar to Drew Brees, I think Aaron Rodgers deserves another chance at a championship sure. before he retires because it's been a long time. <laughs> as you smile, it's been a long what time. You, uh, whatever you think of Rodgers as a human, yeah. or even the team he plays for, I think his talent is undeniable. And you know, with Jones and with Devontae Adams there, I, I think they've got some pieces that the Packers will will still. You know, you look at the NFC North, and you know who knows with Chicago. Yeah, and you know what? I, as I say about Aaron Rodgers, you know also who has one Super Bowl ring? Joe Flacco. <laughs> so, um, uh, Miles Garrett. He's elite. <laughs> yeah, he Joe is. Flacco is elite. He is. Right? So is Aaron Rodgers. Uh, uh, Jordan, uh, Jordan Reed, still under concussion protocol. Oh, that's been a long time. I mean, that's uh, a bad thing. When you've got a concussion protocol that long, that is serious. Jordan Reed for me is... I, I'm a fan. 
good player. He's been very good for a while. Just retire. Just yeah. retire. Like just Jordan. Like, just do a Kyle Long who retired at thirty one. I'm retired. I'm done. Just don't. Just there's just no. I can't. I mean, obviously, I don't know his personal life, his financial situation, but I can't imagine that he is in desperate need of another NFL payday. Yeah. But you know. Go be a spokesman for concussion awareness. There's money yeah. in that. Be the NFL's concussion, you know, associate or something yeah. like that. There's there's opportunities if you still want to be involved in the game. But in in my mind, you know, every third week it was Jordan Reed was out of a concussion, and I just yeah. I don't like seeing it. I no. feel I feel bad for his family, for himself. You know, you feel sorry about the situation, but you just I just think it's time to call it quits with Jordan Reed. It's uh, it's lasted too long. Speaking, uh, we sort of end on this one. I think uh, we'll talk about the guy who's back as well. Who almost caused a concussion, Miles Garrett. Uh, he is back in the league. Suspension is done. Uh, first thing he did when he got back, thank you for getting me back. He did call me the N-word. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't and, exactly... And, and, every, and you sort of go, oh, dude, come on. It wasn't a subtle reintroduction, was no, it? No, and then... But the thing is, you have Mason Rudolph's teammates, African-Americans, saying, he never did it. Yeah. Well, it and we were there. Mike Tomlin very, very, very strongly defending... Yeah, uh, he Mason said if it would have happened, we it would have gotten around yeah. to all of us. Yeah. You know, his teammates who were African-American yeah. would have heard him. They yeah. would have probably known this is the kind of stuff he would say. But the fact is he continues on after this. It's one thing because initially he said the end that uh, Rudolph had dropped the N-word, but it was like a couple days later he's like, oh yeah, and he called me that. You're like, oh, that's very childish, you know, to sort of put this. It's difficult because I, you know, you would, it's hard to believe that nobody else heard it if it was said, but also I don't think I'm in a right situation to accuse Miles Garrett of lying. And, you know, maybe Miles Garrett does genuinely think he heard that. Maybe, and maybe yeah. he did hear that. Maybe he but did. that doesn't necessarily mean that that's exactly what happened. And, you know, it's it's really difficult. It's, it's, it's you know, obviously, you know, racism is abhorrent and it should be dealt with with the utmost severity. Um, and situations like this just really make the whole thing so difficult for everybody. Yeah. Um, I think it's, on the football side of things, I think it's very, very good for the Browns that he's back. Yeah. Um, they... He is their best player, yeah. and he is a force to be reckoned with for anyone. Um, I was very disappointed with the Browns this year. I'm still in, for now, on the Browns and on Baker. I still believe that there is the potential there for them to be successful. Um, I think the change of coach, supposedly, is going to help quite a lot. Um, and, you know, I've, I've been listening to a lot of interviews with Baker in the offseason, and, you know, he's held his hand up and been like, yo, I was terrible. Yeah. You know, I, I heard him say... Someone asked him about playing the 49ers and he said, well, I don't think what you can call I did that day as playing against the 49ers. I was atrocious. Fair enough. You know, credit to him. For a kid who is, you know, he's brash at times, he's he's outspoken, he, you know, wears his heart on his sleeve, you know, he's willing to do shows of, you know, positivity for himself and, you know, he comes across as I believe in myself strongly. Credit to him for holding his hand up and just being like, yeah, I was terrible. Well, it's good there. It's a bit of humility there because I've always respected Miles Garrett beforehand for his honesty, his humility. He always came across as very intelligent, very soft-spoken, but very strongly spoken. Uh, and you know what? The Browns, there was a debacle year. They could have, you know, Antonio Brown the whole thing and just been, ah, now we're not and talk crap. Yeah. you got to own it. You've got to pay up to the fans and you've got to be responsible for, for everything you do. If you have Baker Mayfield, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, Odell Beckham Jr., Njoku. Jarvis Landry, David Njoku, as an offense, 
You just have to. Have you should to. have. You should have ten. You should have eight to ten wins. You should. You should have ten. Yeah. You should. And that's no disrespect. Like they play in a tough division. Yeah. The Ravens are a lot better than they used to be. The Steelers they still play Cincinnati twice. Well, this is <laughs> you know, you, yeah. and Pittsburgh I, twice. I so. think I think that the Browns will bounce back next year. I think they will have some success. And you know, I certainly hope they do because I'm I'm a fan of their wide receivers and, and Mayfield himself. I hope that Garrett is able to get back to, you know being the monster he is on the field and hopefully we can slowly move on from what is a, you know, obviously a difficult situation. Well, hopefully we do. The offseason is always great for arrests, so we'll hope to see who some of the big arrests will be throughout the offseason. Put some bets on that. Uh, thanks to Callum for uh, joining me on this one. We're back with the podcast. We'll keep doing this regularly. Ryan's back next week, but of course we'll have Callum on more and more as we talk about the NFL. We'll also probably bring out another podcast around North American sports. Uh, the news will be coming up very shortly on that. Please follow us, subscribe, do all the stuff you do, and also we'll be throwing a draft party in April. News will be coming out around that. Folks, thanks for listening.